Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. Well, good evening, Teresa. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? So far, so good. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to episode 24. Episode 24. Been a long time. It has. There has been a bigger gap than we intended. Correct. But we're here now. Yes, now and we're here. That's what matters. Yep. So what do you say we talk about FileMaker a little bit tonight? Sure, why not? We know a tiny bit about FileMaker. So we've been working on some projects recently. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could just kind of chat about those a little bit. Sure. What is it you've been working on? I have been spending uh, the majority of my time on a solution for a medical billing company. Mm -hmm. One of the things that this solution does is it has to communicate with different systems to exchange files, uh, to create files, and then drop them onto these other servers and then also pick up files from those servers and, and then parse them for information. That sounds like not too much trouble whenever you're using REST and JSON. Right. Um, and actually, one of the interactions is using an HTTP post of the, the text that it generates and sends up and then parses the response from the server that way. Uh, but in these other situations, it's a little different because it's not REST. Uh, we aren't exchanging via web. It's exchanging, like literally pushing files up to servers and pulling files down uh, with a lot of scheduled scripts and kind of moving things around. And you're FTPing. Yes. What are you using to handle the FTP? 360 Works FTP is doing some of the pushing and pulling, and we are also using Base Elements plugin. There was a lot of uh, some trial and error uh, in that I hadn't used those a lot. The original process that I used on my Mac to debug and troubleshoot uh, had to be reworked to be used on a PC server. There were some things, you know, I had the whole thing working kind of end to end locally, then moved it onto the server, and a bunch of things didn't work because of the different environment and because it was coming from server. So I had to redo some of the work. Yeah. So that was interesting. That's something that it's hard to anticipate because while you know that in a different environment, something may not work uh, exactly the same until you run into that wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, because you, you could sit there and say, well, whatever it is that I do might not work at all ever <laughs> in whatever environment. I, but if you get it working and as you're troubleshooting and saying, okay, got it now. Great. Move on to the next step. Uh, try it. Test it. Debug it. Okay, great. Move on to the next step, you know, and then moving yeah. moving the whole process, um, and having a, a change in in the workflow 
kind of every step of the way. It was it, it was a fun learning experience. Yeah. So you're using the FTP to FTP the files. Yes. Is the base elements also for FTPing, or do you do something else with that? Uh, the base elements plugin is downloading files directly into text fields. So while FTP is used to pull files down onto the machine that need to be imported, because uh, there's several different scenarios. So one of the servers that we interact with, um, we're generating text files and using FTP to place the text files into directories on server A. Uh, so that's taking text files. And then we're picking up text files from a different directory on server A. Uh, and then server B, we are generating CSV files. And we need to place those CSV files up there. But then uh, we download CSV files from there and then need to import them. So there's a slightly different process for each of those kind of interactions uh, and exchanges of information. And that's because we're dealing with different companies. Yes. Some make it easier, some make it hard. These are old systems. Right. Uh, so the HIPAA-compliant systems that store and have to process and, and deal with patient health information uh, have to follow certain rules that are in the uh, CAQH core procedure. So there's, there's, some, there's some policies out there that every technology that deals with the, the PHI, the patient health information, has to have like a, a uh, the server has to be secure and everyone has to have a password and all of that stuff. But EDI, which is still the technology that is used for passing and parsing this health information, uh, while it's old, it's been around for a very long time, uh, there are, what is it, 40 years? Has it been 40 years? That because um, because EDI is not just used for health information, it's used for insurance um, and shipping. Uh, there's all of this kind of historic context that uses EDI as its standard. So in one of the interactions with multiple clearinghouses and providers, we are generating EDI text documents pushing them onto their servers, waiting uh, several days, and then picking up the response information, which is also an EDI, which then needs to be parsed appropriately. Okay, that sounds right. Um, so yeah, so FTP is being used to, let's see if I remember right, because they're, they're mixed mm -hmm. in the system. So in some situations, FTP is being used to go get directory information and pull it down, but that didn't work to pull the text directly into a field. So one of the one of the big issues that we had, uh, one of the reasons why I had to use a mixture of FTP and base elements plugin was that uh, we had an issue with larger files causing the FTP plugin to lose its connection. It would time out. 
yes, it would time out trying to download the text file into a field. It just couldn't do it. So base elements, can't remember. Now I, now I can't remember where it failed. So FTP was downloading the files that were too large. So the system goes through and checks the file size if the file size is larger than three megs instead of attempting to download it in download the text information directly into the field it'll download the file into a directory and then import those into the same table so a bunch of different steps the one thing that i mentioned earlier when i said one of the pieces of information uses an http post to send information to the server mm-hmm. and then parse back the response that's more like a rest it's soap instead of rest but it's the same concept where you're bundling data in a known package. Stop that. Oh, she took the sticker off the back of the table and she's eating it. (laughs) She's just bored. Okay. So what have you been working on? Several things. Yes. But one of them recently is a ticketing solution for Mm -hmm. a theater. Mm -hmm. This is a passion project, I guess. Right. You've been involved with this. It's a community theater. It's a community theater that I'm and involved with. you've been with. involved yeah. with them for 10 years? Oh, more than that. Yeah. Since you moved back to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So the theater has software to deal with the ticketing issues. Mm-hmm. You know, to, right. uh, They had old software. They had old software that was running on a very old Windows machine. Right. That they did not like. They were used to it. Yeah, they were used to it. But and it... And it it for worked. The most, for the most part, it worked, but it had some quirks to it. Well, yeah, all old systems have quirks. Yeah. But theirs were, there were some wasteful things. Oh, there were some very frustrating things mm-hmm. to it. And that was not supported anymore. It was too old. Right. And, and so, you know, in many cases, when the hardware ages out and you absolutely have to upgrade the software... Yeah, I can't remember what operating system they were on, but it was, but it had some quirks like whenever they would sell season tickets, mm-hmm. people buy season tickets, which are, I want these two seats for these eight performances. Mm-hmm. And when they would make that reservation, for example, the software would go through and reserve the Sunday matinee, the second Sunday of the perform of the show of the show, yeah. so they would put on eight. They would put on eight to ten shows a season, mm-hmm. and each show would run for three weeks. Sure. So you're getting tickets for the first weekend, second weekend, or third weekend, and then either a matinee show or an evening show. Mm-hmm. So whenever you get your season tickets, you say, "Okay, I want the Sunday matinee on the second weekend," and the system would go through and reserve those seats for you. If Individual seats have already been on sale. There's the possibility that these seats that you want for your season ticket are taken for the fifth show that's being done. Mm -hmm. So like a very isolated conflict. Yeah. So now there's a conflict. And what that system would do when it would get to a point that there's a conflict, it would stop the process. It would back out. It would cancel all the tickets that it already did. And now it would say, oh, there's a conflict. I can't move forward. Okay. So the 
user in the box office had to then go to each show on Sunday, find those seats and reserve those tickets individually mm -hmm. and do that for every show of the season. Uh, yeah, except when then for the it, one where there was a conflict. Then then pick different seats for that one. Mm -hmm. Sounds tedious. Yeah, that that's just how it worked. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody to call to, <laughs> to right. modify that or make it simpler. That was one example. There were a number of issues that were things like that that just made things a little bit more difficult than they needed to be and mm -hmm. really slowed things down mm -hmm. for whoever was, you know, they had a lot of volunteers and now they're, they're spending hours doing something that seems silly that why can't the system just handle this? Mm -hmm. In the past year, I built a system for them to replace that one and it handles the conflicts and it handles navigation through oh. customers yeah, there's there's actual navigation. <laughs> yeah. Whereas their system didn't, there wasn't any flow to it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't they say like when they um, when they opened it up, it showed every show historically in alphabetical order. They like it didn't show them the current shows. Yeah, and that's so right. they would have to scroll every, down every, to anytime they would open it up, it would start with whatever the first alphabetical show yeah. that they've ever done, and this theater's been around for. 15 years. Right, right. So there was a lot of inconvenient yeah. ways of moving around the system. And, and didn't uh, it also, when they wanted to print the tickets for a show beforehand, because they would print people's tickets for will call. Right. Would, didn't it have to print every single ticket in the system, even the ones that they mailed off, I thought there was some some way that they couldn't tell it to not print the tickets yeah, that they already printed like and mailed I, to people. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how that was, but there was they're printing on um, like a Dymo printer, mm -hmm. a thermal printer, and that's not the cheapest thing. Right, that's, for, a, that's especially a pricey for yeah. a little for a little nonprofit. Mm -hmm. You know, these things add up. It's not that many, but you know, all this stuff adds up. Mm -hmm. I think you could print off tickets one at a time. So if you look up an individual who's got a will call and you want to print their ticket for tonight, you could do that. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to print all the tickets for tonight that are for will call, it couldn't do that. So it's either you either go and print each individual one by looking each one up individually, or you print every ticket for the show right. that and then includes all these tickets, all these tickets that you've already sent out. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of wasteful Wasteful printing and time wise, more time wasted. So, solution to help deal with that, mm -hmm. which FileMaker was just a, a great fit for. Mm -hmm. And this was a software that was just used in house because, where the unfortunately, where the theater is located, there's virtually no cell service. Mm -hmm. And up until recently, uh, the only internet service they had was dial-up. Oh, so ouch! <laughs> not much you can do with that, right? Because uh, the theater is somewhat isolated. Mm -hmm. That's changed recently, so they have what's considered to be high-speed internet. Okay, but so, high-speed for the park. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's not not exactly, but it, it's at least it's there. Mm -hmm. So, but they still need a local, uh, a local, they, they, it's not conducive to a cloud solution. Right. And now you have a, there's also a cloud piece to it. 
Right. So now we have a cloud piece to it. And recently I set up uh, Mirror Sync. Okay. To sync the local files with the server. Mm -hmm. So now for the first time, the theater can have online ticketing. Mm -hmm. But there's only, there's some, is the whole solution up in the cloud or just a portion of the solution? The whole solution is up in the cloud. Okay. And the whole solution is local. So it's just that, that, you know, it's okay. the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And then mirror sync takes care of the syncing. Yeah. Because the internet is flaky, even that, that times out occasionally. Oh, sure. Yeah. Connection issues can be such a wild card and, yeah. and such a, uh, such a challenge to work with. Oh yeah, yeah. It's progress. Mm -hmm. They're getting a, they're they're getting somewhere, and the online ticketing is just. It's been a rousing success. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> it's working, right? They have a special show for holidays. We turned it on to test for the holidays, mm -hmm. and, and it had its bumps, but it did. But yeah. it for the most part it worked, and we're using WebDirect for that mm -hmm. because it is a small theater. We don't need. Something that's going to handle, you know, a hundred people at a time. Right. Yeah. It's, that's not mass it's, yeah, transactions. It's not being, it's just not being used like that. So mm -hmm. at any given moment, I think uh, maybe there were four or five people mm -hmm. uh, logging on simultaneously to, to purchase tickets. And that's really about it. Mm -hmm. So WebDirect works extremely well for that. Mm -hmm. It's being underutilized. There's only what, five different layouts pick a performance, it throws up a seat map, you pick your seats, you select your pricing because they have um, student pricing versus regular pricing. And okay. Then there's coupons because performers in the shows get a couple comp tickets. Mm. So there's codes for them to use to mm -hmm. track the comp tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you have to make a lot of changes to the layouts to make them web direct friendly or yeah so the the layouts that were in there for doing ticket sales were there was a lot on them they were they were quite heavy for doing in the box office mm -hmm. because they, it, it didn't matter because they're using filemaker pro advanced not using fm go or anything on a tablet they're right Using the full FileMaker on a on a desktop machine, right? Different interface, mm -hmm. and for the web, something much more stripped down. So we started from scratch. Whenever I built the um, WebDirect interfaces, okay, yeah, and and it went well enough. And there's a a certain amount of elderly, <laughs> you know, using grandparents of children in the shows and mm -hmm. stuff like that. They want you know they want to go on and buy their tickets and. For the most part, they were able to do it. it the ma vast majority of the tickets were sold online with no problem. There mm -hmm. were a few issues here and there. People were still had to call the theater and talk, but um, hugely different, you know, percentage-wise. Yeah. 80 90% of what was a phone call before was handled on the web. Mm -hmm. And we're using Stripe to handle the credit card processing. Okay. And setting up Stripe was interesting. Uh, yeah, was it easy? Was it easy? It wasn't terrible. Mm -hmm. Had a couple different sample files to work with. And 
they 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 worked but just a little bit off they mm-hmm. they weren't storing the information properly online so it was did, sending did you say that one of the sample files that you were basing off of was older yeah and so maybe the api it's very possible the stripe the api, API probably has been right. updated under your feet and so some of the code that was stored in that needed to be updated right yeah yeah so in searching for information online to help deal with the stripe situation I came across um, Productive Computing has a university, mm-hmm. which is basically there's online classes that you can take for a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. One of them is Stripe API integration. Okay. So I purchased that course and that was money so well spent. Mm-hmm. I think that solved a problem for you in an hour, right? Oh. Or less than an hour of the class solved a, a and, big bug that that you had run into. Yeah, and there's because there's quirks with the API mm-hmm. that there's there's things that within the API that they don't ex, they don't clearly explain online. All right, documentation is sometimes a little lacking, a little bit weak. Yeah, but light on there. So the productive computing, and they're not sponsoring me or anything. Right. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> Which is informational. Just my experience in taking their uh, this one class. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about their other classes. I haven't taken any of them. Uh, but this the one that I did was totally worth it. I think it was sixty bucks mm-hmm. to um, to subscribe. I, okay. We, uh, within it was a, a, within an hour of watching that stuff mm-hmm. that I was able to correct the issues I had. And add some enhancements. Now, there's still more that I need to do mm-hmm. and, you know, to watch a little more. But, yeah, money extremely well spent. I was very right. happy with the results of that, as was the theater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because, Excellent. Yeah, because that was working. So this j- Just doing this as a um, pro bono. Mm-hmm. I love FileMaker because it's so easy to use and you can just get up and running very fast. But whenever you want to do things right, they take the, <laughs> they mm-hmm. take a long time. Everything, you know, anything worth doing right. Right, right. You know? Well, yeah, we often say that everything everything takes longer than you think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, anything a- more complex than, oh, I'm going to duplicate this list layout and, you know, repoint some script parameters. Yeah. Because the report looks exactly the same. That's a quick task. <laughs> yeah, when you say, oh, I need to interact with this api that, that's not a one hour task no you know it's like ticketing oh so we have customers so you need a customer table mm-hmm. well a customer table I, and i use the party model so you need a party table mm-hmm. you need an organizations and people and phone numbers and addresses right and, everything's broken out yeah. to be normalized and then you need you know oh and then we sell them tickets to shows which mm-hmm. have performances right yeah lots of <laughs> and have specific seats and mm-hmm. there's you know potentially multiple shows a day you know on and on and these things just grow right but it's not a crazy it's not a crazy big system i, I don't know there's 40 or 50 tables and mm-hmm. i don't know how many couple hundred scripts a few dozen layouts mm-hmm it's turning out very well and helping them. And since I get to learn the Stripe API stuff, it's beneficial to me. Right. Everybody wins. Yeah. Hmm. What's next 
for the ticketing. So what's next for the ticketing? Yes. Uh, well, one thing we'd like to do is possibly move away from WebDirect and to something different. And we've been looking at FM Better Forms. Mm -hmm. It's a, a little more scalable. Yeah. Like I said, we turned on the WebDirect for this particular event that's a holiday thing. Limited ticketing, limited seating. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's not a huge, huge event. Whenever they get into the regular season, mm -hmm. you know, that expands. So working with something like FM Better Forms will give us a bit more power to handle that extra usage. Because mm -hmm. right, there's no, you don't run into the connection limit, which is what you run into with right. WebDirect on a standard server. Right. Yeah. So dealing with FM Better Forms is going to be the next the next big thing to do with them mm -hmm. and moving to including online ticketing helps the theater get a little bit of extra money whenever they go to try to get grants because some of these organizations that get grants they want you to be moving. as accessible as possible to as many people as possible yeah. which means you need to also have online ticketing yeah i was gonna say like moving forward technologically yeah if you, you know. have to, if you have to call to buy tickets, you're not getting millennials. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah. They don't know how to use phones. Right. They can't make so. a phone call to save their life. They're trying to text a landline in the middle of the park. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a big. This is an important step for the theater. Mm -hmm. Something that they need. So most recently, that's what I've been working on. Mm -hmm. At the same time, working a bit in the medical billing, mm -hmm. because that's. That's actually the work work. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I've been working on the uh, the dashboard for uh, management, mm -hmm. which gives information from very specific KPIs. Mm -hmm. So uh, KPIs, which are key performance indicators, which are really determined but you know, a particular business's KPIs are determined by them, right? You know, so uh, one manager's KPIs uh, might include how many items their uh, customer service team is working on in the morning versus the afternoon. Uh, you know, other managers' KPIs might be uh, how old the service tickets are right you know so so um kpis can run the gamut uh with every section in every corner of a particular business so yeah. so they can start off with something simple like how many sales calls were done today mm -hmm. so showing the manager uh a list of you know here here's your history and here's a graph showing you know over the past couple of weeks here's how many calls were made mm -hmm. and then you can drill down and say well on this day this one it's down a little bit or up a little bit let's drill down and see well here's a breakout of all the salesmen and each of their individual calls oh well why was this one down on this day mm -hmm. so it lets you explore some things and Find trouble spots and right, th and they can be extremely items that need to be expressed. Um, find instances that need to be addressed. Sure, or looking for trends and being able to deal with those. 
yeah. and act on them. The, the neat thing about dashboards and reporting on KPIs is that they can be endlessly creative and, like I said, reach into every corner of a business and usually end up creating more ways to find more precise information. So creating tables to track counts at regular intervals um, so that you can get snapshots and store those for graphing, uh, you know, and, and, and sub-summary lists, uh, you know, those types of things versus having to try to look up modifications over time. Yeah. So there can be a lot of variety there. Yeah, and you get to use these 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 reports that combine a whole bunch of information from a whole bunch of different areas. You mm -hmm. know, this is this is what virtual lists are designed for. Oh, sure, you yeah. Know, that that works so beautifully. So mm -hmm. and I like playing with virtual lists as well. To, right. Um you can be really creative in that. And because FileMaker how easy it is to use the layouts and the sorting ability and the sub-summaries. There's just so many ways that you can view the same information and just kind of reuse what's there, just changing the sort on a sub-summary list uh, or, you know, a sub-summary mm -hmm. report. I think it's fascinating yeah. how you can show information and dissect information and trends just by changing something so simple. Yeah. It's brilliant. It is. That's why we work here. Yes. There was a, there was a nice little chat about FileMaker. Yeah. I hope, I hope somebody... <laughs> somebody learned something somewhere. I hope, you, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah. And we hope that whenever anyone's listening to this, they're having a wonderful holiday season. Yeah. That's Either before at. the holiday or after the holiday or during the holiday, whichever holiday you may be celebrating. Yes. Hopefully you are celebrating one. <laughs> so so you, you're celebrating something because you're drinking something. What am I drinking? Uh, I am drinking, I guess, a variant on Archer's Peppermint Patty <laughs> <laughs> from from the show Archer. Because that's what I'm having is the peppermint patty. Yes, but yours is more traditional. Yes. And it's, it's good, good stuff. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little boozy. A little bit. Very minty. Good way to celebrate the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. So I do like having these little chats about FileMaker. Mm -hmm. And I like listening to them. I hope other people like listening to them. We've gotten some good comments. Mm -hmm. But one thing that has happened within the past few months is the number of podcasts that have popped up. Oh yeah. There's, there's more. There's like three new ones mm -hmm. in the past uh, three months, four months, something mm -hmm. like Since that. Since the conference. Since the conference. Yeah. So you now there's lots for people to listen to. Yeah. Which is nice. It is. So if, uh, if you like to hear other people ramble on about FileMaker as well as us, there's, mm. <laughs> There's some stuff to look for. We're good at rambling. Yeah. Uh, and if there's anything you want to hear in particular, if there's anything you'd like to talk about or correct us on or learn about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can, any suggestions. You can uh, always reach us at 
off the record at profiledevelopers.com. Yeah, next time I think we're going to talk a little bit about tools, some abstraction concepts that we use, and development tools that help. Help you get the job done. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Yep, thank you. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Or at least we'll talk at you. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.